Welcome to the Heal Utah podcast, your source for politics, culture, economics, and everything in between through an environmental lens. Thanks to our sponsors, Cool Clothing, for making this episode possible. Cool Clothing, based here in Salt Lake City, is a product-driven apparel company with a passion for the outdoor experience. They are a group of artists, designers, and athletes who collaborate to create great products that are timeless and in a constant state of evolution. Born in the mountains of Utah, their innovative designs and technical fabrics have been enhancing movement and outfitting adventures for 30 years. Find them online at cool.com, K-U-H-L.com. Welcome to the Heal Utah podcast. My name is Noah Materko, policy associate with Heal Utah. I am here today with two gentlemen from Little City, Inc. Little City is a Utah benefit corporation formed in 2015 by longtime friends and Salt Lake City advocates Tim Sullivan and Michael Yant. Little City creates small, temporary urban real estate developments oriented to walking, transit, bicycling, and public space with the goal of incubating larger, permanent, great urban places. Tim, Michael, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, so why don't you take a moment to tell a little bit about your backgrounds? I think you each have a journalism background. Yeah, we, uh, Tim and I actually both met uh, at the Salt Lake Tribune years ago, um, and uh, Tim was a Tim was a reporter. I did a lot of different jobs there, but we worked on a lot of stories together, and we just I don't know. We always found that we we worked well together. So over the years, we kind of stayed in touch and. I think one of our goals has always been to, to, to create something together, and, and that's kind of how Little City got started. Mm-hmm. And specifically in Salt Lake, because we both were really we were passionate about Salt Lake mm-hmm. and wanted to do something cool here. Mm-hmm. And are you natives of Salt Lake or transplants like so many of us? Tim, I believe, is fully native. I, I lived, I, I really grew up in Ogden. I'm a, I was born in Texas, grew up in Ogden, but I've lived in Salt Lake since college. So mm-hmm. Salt Lake is definitely home. And, and like Tim said, we're... We're big Salt Lake cheerleaders. We really, we really love it here, and we love what's happening here. And and it, it, happy to be a small part of of some of the kind of cool changes that are happening in our city. Well, how do you go from journalism to opening a cool thing like Little City? Well, we I think what, one of the things we are both interested in real estate, and um, just like our our professions now. I'm an urban planner, and Michael's a designer, graphic designer, um, and. So I think creating creating a, a real estate project was kind of uh, you know our focus for a while and 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 we thought you know um, there's so many empty spaces and underutilized uh, properties mm-hmm. in Salt Lake um, that we were hoping to activate that empty space and create something some kind of vibrant community neighborhood space um, that um, would be small to start off with but then might might really you know create some buzz. So we came upon the idea of, of using shipping containers to do that. It's you know, started to be um, kind of a worldwide trend of creating real estate projects with, uh, with used shipping containers, turning them into buildings. Um, and so we started um, just thinking about that and, and talking about it and um, came up with the idea for Little City. Yeah, I think to piggyback on that, at least the, you know, the, how, do we, how do we get from point A to point B, I think Tim and I and maybe even Tim more so. I think we're both a little bit restless and creative at the same time, and doing just one thing or one job just never seemed like quite enough. I think, you know, we're, we're both pretty, you know, both work in creative 
fields in some way or another and and I think just wanting to you know just wanting to always expand and do more kind of you know talk spoke to both of us and doing something that is kind of community oriented on top of that really um, kind of a, a welcome change from our day-to-day jobs as much as we love what we do day to day it's nice to have some outlets outside of that definitely um, it's hard to believe though you know you read the bio there and and you know 2015 is when we really got this started. It was, it's been a long time to the point where we are today, and we just celebrated really a year of when we we landed on this site, and mm-hmm. we we really didn't open until uh, last winter, but we finally had a land lease as of uh, a year ago. So it took us, you know, it took us three plus years to get to that point. And yeah, we're four plus years in now, and um, yeah, it's finally happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like, we, like once once we had the idea, I mean, it's it, um, you know, we started trying to trying to take that concept into how do we make that actually happen, and mm-hmm. so it was it seemed like kind of a crazy idea at the time, and I remember our first I think our first few meetings with people it was kind of like it was weird telling people this crazy idea that we had. They're um, like, wait, what? Yeah, back in you know 2014, 2015. Um, and Granary Row had happened, so that it, it's not like there wasn't anything similar to um, to what we were talking about that had happened in Salt Lake, uh, which was the Granary Row was the project uh, that happened in the Granary District mm-hmm. with the um, containers and uh, weekend marketplace and beer gardens. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was great, uh, and def- definitely was an inspiration. But we wanted to do something a little more permanent, a little more um, long term, temporary, I guess, with year round tenants, um, and so yeah, the, the, those first few conversations were interesting, but it just sort of snowballed from there. And I think the, the, the real challenge initially was finding a site. And will you talk a little bit about the site you guys are talking about now? But yeah, we, I mean, I think we really started looking at a site in South Salt Lake um, near um, Pat's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that is, it's, there is development there happening now. Um, then we looked at Arrow Press Square, um, where the dead goat used to be. Um, we looked at a site over by on uh, Regent Street. Regent Street, uh, yeah, that plaza back there. A couple other smaller sites, and you know, it's just a lot of hurdles when you're trying to create a create something that there, there's there's no real. It hasn't been done before in mm-hmm. the city, so everybody looks at it and says, "Well, we can't do that. We don't have any rules for that." Um, but eventually, you know, I think what where we landed is on uh, 400 West between 800 and 900 South, right across from the uh, Heal Utah headquarters. We're and, uh, so happy to have you guys as neighbors. Yeah. And we're technically in the public right-of-way, and that actually, um, in some ways, m- made it made it different than a typical development. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I think what what I, one thing that that I learned is that what we were doing was was going against every single aspect of how development is done mm-hmm. you know whether it's the the financial aspect of it whether it's the zoning aspect of it the construction the um just the kind of like how long it's there you know and the 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 length of time that that it's that it's built for and and is there for um and so that was i think a lot of the challenge of kind of selling the idea and getting getting people to the all the stars to align um to get a site and then to get the um, the jurisdiction that we were working with to mm-hmm. buy off on it, but it happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah. We, we met a lot of people along the way and, and made a lot of allies, and 
I mean, I think we have to give some credit to Salt Lake City. I mean, it is an out-of-the-box idea. Mm -hmm. We had, you know, definitely some advocates over there that kind of helped this thing happen. And and if you don't have those people, you know, in in a city like that, that, you know, it could get shut down pretty easily. Or or not shut down, but could never even get off the ground. So we definitely had people who who cared and and wanted to see change and, um, you know, kind of went the extra mile to make sure that we could we could get this done mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean you look at those containers and there's these small innocent looking container shops you know but they're as, as we were told again and again like you know the code wasn't made for you this was code wasn't made for this kind of project you know we wish it were yeah but we definitely um had had some advocates in, in salt lake city particularly in economic development that really helped us out um and made those connections with you know, kind of overcoming some of those regulatory hurdles, mm-hmm. especially. Um, and I think being in the public right away really helped. Well, just from our perspective, it's been a huge contribution to an up-and-coming neighborhood uh, around 400 West, 800 South, you know, before you guys and before the breweries, Fisher and Keto, just not a whole lot going on. So just something like that, taking up that vacant space and contributing really adds a lot to the character of the neighborhood. So. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we hope so. I mean, that's that's been kind of the goal, and you know, I, you know, we've got the the two businesses that are in there, mm-hmm. um, Goodies and Company, which does vintage clothing and uh, enameled pens and stickers, and sells both their own work and, and other other artists' work. Uh, and then we have the uh, Brazilian Art Center, um, and that's pretty great over there because they do language classes mm-hmm. and dance classes. And then, you know, they're activating the space as well because they're outside dancing and having events on the on the small plaza. <laughs> Friday night sambas, right? Yeah, exactly. Can't beat and that. Sunday pagode. Is that? It's just been fun to see that it's not just you know that everybody's kind of buying in. And, mm-hmm. and we do our Saturday night beer gardens May through September, um, and we've work with lots of breweries, but we've also had so many people from across the street or around, you know, that neighborhood come mm-hmm. and say, we're just so happy to have something that's a place we can go and hang out in the neighborhood. I think, I think one thing that became apparent to us as we, as we moved along and especially this venture with, with Fleet is that I think a lot of what our company's about is, is in addition to, you know, creating activity and, and underutilized urban spaces, providing s- smaller spaces for um, emerging companies mm-hmm. and startups and uh, become being an incubator. Yeah, and as we've seen Salt Lake blow up over the last few years, a lot of the traditional avenues for small business owners and entrepreneurs, um, you know, it's, it's really expensive to get a regular brick-and-mortar space, and the market has kind of, you know, maybe squeezed some people out. So this is really a paradigm shift, I think, for a lot of people. We think that's kind of where, you know, the future may be for us and for those businesses. You know, as as the city's grown, I mean, in, in real estate terms, the price per square foot is astronomical. Mm-hmm. And often, if you're, um, you know, somebody in the maker community, you need a little bit of studio space, maybe, and you need a, a small retail space, but you don't, you don't need a lot of that. And, uh, and normally, if you're gonna if you're gonna get something as small as we offer, you're gonna be in a building somewhere in a corner, you know, and or without windows. And yeah, um, so we can offer kind of this really bright, well-appointed space, even though it's small, that that has it has a lot of of what what somebody like that needs. Mm-hmm. I I feel like you know in some ways, like, like I was saying, the you know from a real estate standpoint it's kind of like in zoning and all that stuff it's it's totally contrary to how things normally work yeah and i think that's an actually another th- thing about our project is that it's intended to move so mm-hmm. so basically that we're we're going to be there for a few years 
at our spot and then the intention is that it moves somewhere else in the city you know um, another empty space an empty space you know I think that's part of the appeal of what we do is you know not only are we providing something you know for the area but also it's you know it's definitely unique you know and and though it's happening worldwide it's not really happening at a large level here so I think people were genuinely curious and and I think beyond that that's kind of carried through people mm-hmm. are, what's the deal with those containers over there do you see this type of development being a, a larger part of Salt Lake's future as you know the real estate market continues to squeeze I mean, I, I, I hope so. I, I think there's a place for it. If we, I think the next step may be, you know, trying, trying to do it slightly more conventionally, still using the same type you know, materials, using containers, um, but to be on a larger lot somewhere where mm-hmm. maybe there's, maybe there's multiple storefronts mm-hmm. and, and possibly restaurant space or something like that. Um, but I think that would be, that would be ideal you know, in terms of either a little bit longer term or even interim development. Um, that's probably the number one question we get when, you know, people are always asking us about what's going on here. And the number one question we get is, well, what do you have plans to make it bigger? Yeah. When are you going to yeah. have more? Yeah. And so I think there's a need for it. And over the years of putting this together, we know that that maker community is a, is a, is a great, you know, kind of pairing for us. But even, you know, if down the road we could have food, you know, that food truck community is another one where, you know, it's a great transitional spot mm-hmm. to be to go from food truck to something that's, you know, similar to brick and mortar, but without this, the, you know, investing in a two or three thousand square foot yeah. footprint somewhere. Yeah. Um, and we've seen that in other other cities where, you know, it, they've got, you know, food stalls all over the place, um, you know, across the U.S. and even, you know, Europe and, and beyond. So, I mean, I do hear from from other cities that they want stuff like this. I think they, a lot of cities in the Wasatch Front have, you know, empty parking lots and empty lots that they, they want something. And we hope that they continue to go for it. And, and it would be, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, there could be a lot of, a lot of value in that interim style development. Uh, to jump back to a little bit to the beginning, you, uh, Little City is a certified benefit corporation. Yeah. Can you tell us more about what a benefit corporation is and why you decided to go that route um so we you know we we when we were talking about what we wanted to do i think i think the heart of what we wanted to do was a so because called a social enterprise mm-hmm. which is not a not a necessarily a non-profit but it's not a you know just a full-on like profit hungry corporation either yeah um so it's social enterprise is something that it's it's enterprising it's it's a, it's a company um, capitalistic, but it's, it has a social mission to it. Yeah. So um, the Benefit Corporation is a Utah corporate form that we, we decided to do. Um, and uh, just because we wanted that, we wanted to have that um, social mission built into our company. Um, so, yeah, it, it was felt like a really good fit for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we've always gone about this in a way that, you know, I think there's maybe a reputation that developers have and, you know, that it's just, you know, profit at all costs. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's not fair to all developers, but I think that 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 idea is out there. And, and we always wanted to avoid that in general. And, you know, we, we didn't get into this thinking, oh, we're going to build a container empire. We're going to, you know, <laughs> this is, we, we are going to retire on, yeah. on this container, you know. But we, 
you know, I, th- I think we we would down the road like to make make a profit with it, but that this has never been our number one goal. Well, for our listeners who have never gone by the the fleet or heard of Little City, what can they do to help support you or come see you when you're out doing your thing? It's kind of why we started the beer garden. It's a really interactive way to see what we're doing. Well, and the great so. part too is, I mean, it is a beer garden, but we do we try to rotate. Um, different always local breweries always utah breweries we try to rotate the breweries through um it is open to all ages so people can come with their families which they do um and then we also rotate food trucks through um so it's a great kind of it's a great place to just sit and hang out it's really simple it's just you know 10 beer garden tables you know lights strung across the top a lot of nights now we have bands Mm -hmm. um goes five to ten so you know it's not super late yeah we've done a little bit more of the the kind of the the event you know type of you know either private event or a public event that's tied to an organization um and the other way you know yes how you can support us i think is you know supporting the businesses we have there Mm -hmm. um you know goodies make i mean they're really they're a really great talented company mm-hmm. um and so you know going you know looking them up and and going to their shop would be great and if you have any interest in learning portuguese um it would be it's a great small group you know language class or if you're just interested in the dancing i mean yeah they're great they, dancing. Mm-hmm. yeah great um well since you're an enterprise that has invested in the community and in the development of salt lake is is there anything that you would hope to see for salt lake city as we grow over the next few years whether that's more developments like your own, more opportunities for makers and small enterprises or Great question. business leaders? There's a lot there. I mean, I think, you know, Tim may be able to speak a little bit. You know, Tim is an urban planner. But, I, you know, in general <laughs> terms, I think what we want to see is, you know, I think we love what's happening in this city. But, you know, nationwide, we're seeing as as cities grow, um, as, you know, especially cities that have cities and states that have a good economy, you know, sometimes that growth comes with a with a downside, mm-hmm. which is pricing people out of both, you know, um, where they can live, where they can work, um, and uh, you know, I, I think just being being aware of that as as things grow, and also just you know, um, having a partner who's in transportation and a wife who's in in transportation planning, I think being smart about how we develop. Yeah. I think one one of the things that we hear sometimes from people that come to come to the beer garden is, oh, there just isn't anything like this in Salt Lake. I feel like I'm in a bigger city. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, I think that's kind of emblematic to the kind of shift that we need to make in Salt Lake is just thinking of ourselves as a bigger city and really um, having the courage uh, to to have bigger city solutions to problems mm-hmm. in that, you know, this isn't going to be the sleepy town that we grew up in. Yeah. Just kind of drove our cars around without any traffic. I mean, we're it's it's growing really quickly. It's getting some national recognition. We're we're really having to have have some big city solutions. Mm-hmm. And obviously, a few shipping containers isn't necessarily the solution. But um, some of the things that that we're trying to do to get people to change their perspective about how you know our streets and that you know you can use our streets for um, things things like shops and beer gardens and plazas and public space and and dancing. And so I think just taking that that um, perspective and applying that, you know, all over, not just Salt Lake, but the Wasatch Front in, in Utah. Yeah. And, and that's more creative uses of our street. That concept opens up a whole world of infill opportunities, especially yeah. for these areas that are built out. Well, yeah. Wall. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things, one of the things that we had at, at Little City that we were able to 
to use it for at, at Fleet was um, the Fleet Block. Mm-hmm. Um, Salt Lake City did a, um, a public open house for some new Fleet Block zoning at it. And, you know, in a lot of ways, like, we're we're just trying to be, you know, the kind of appetizer or a, a moose-bouche to the, <laughs> the fleet blocks, like main course down the road. Yeah. You know, but hopefully one, one of the things we're trying to do is just get people excited to, you know, about being, you know, being out in the neighborhood in public space and revitalization, things like beer gardens. And, yeah. And independent shops and, and Brazilian, you know, art centers. Mm-hmm. So that those things can be incorporated into the, the, the permanent development that happens there and that you know, creative use of street right-of-ways and, mm-hmm. and those kind of things, um, you know, can can be part of part of the new, you know, permanent development. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of things. I think, you know, as part of Salt Lake becoming a bigger city, we've got to have, I think, some just some bigger thinking about, you know, just things like affordability and, you know, income disparities and transportation yeah. and just like These the bigger old, things that are all interconnected. Yeah, the old, they're all interconnected. Well, we're we're talking right now just after Labor Day. Is there anything coming up at Fleet in September, October, into the fall that you want to let our listeners know about? Stop by and say hi. Yeah, we um, our beer gardens will run through September, so we've got four left. Um, you know, so September seventh, September fourteenth, twenty first, and twenty eighth. Great. Well, this has been awesome, guys. This is uh, Tim Sullivan and Michael Yant of Little City Inc. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening and supporting the Heal Utah podcast. Join us next time where we will keep looking at politics, culture, economics, and everything in between through an environmental lens. Learn more about Heal Utah and listen to more podcast episodes at healutah.org.